his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. There's the music. Just waiting on that music. you got it. It's very, very dramatic. Yeah, no, we're know, building, right? building drama to it. All right, who wants to go first? I, I, I don't, I haven't decided. You guys have a. Preference? Well, it depends La- on the topic. Ladies first. Ladies we'll first. We'll go ladies okay. first. Okay. It's an easy one, Jordana. It's gonna be. It's light. It's easy. I'm, I'm breaking into Jason Derusha territory here. Hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna try the voice, but you can imagine I'm, I'm doing a Jason. Here's DeRusha. the thing. Yeah, I'm not even. Gonna <laughs> have you seen this. my billboards? You can go for it. I'm not gonna. They're tremendous. That was tremendous. This is a Trump thing. Okay. Uh, the 2024 James Beard Awards announced mm-hmm. their semifinalists yesterday, and there were a number of Minnesota connections. Daniel Del Prado of Porzana, mm-hmm. and, of course, many other restaurants around the Twin Cities, but the newest one being Porzana, uh, is, was in the Outstanding Chef category. Oro by Nixta for the Best New Restaurant. That's a awesome Mexican place up in Northeast. Meteor Ooh. Bar for Outstanding Bar, and then Ann Ahmed of Kaluna, as well as a couple other places, and Christina Wynn of Hi Hi, and a couple places were up for Best Midwest Chefs. So, Jordana, easy, easy question for you. Hopefully easy question. Best restaurant that you love to go to in the Twin Cities? What is what is your go-to spot that if you have to go somewhere, you're going there? Applebee's. It would be Bar La Grassa. Bar, Bar La Grassa is my favorite. But you know what? The new Maison Margot yep. is fantastic. And their uh, ambiance and the food, it, the presentation, the open kitchen. I mean, Bar La Grassa has that too. But I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go because Bar La Grassa changed their menu and their pricing. So we don't, we definitely don't go as much. I'm going to go Maison because they just have such an interesting menu. The service is great. They manage to keep employees, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, Maison Margot. Yeah, I have not been, uh, but I have to Fantastic. go. Uh, there's so many people mm-hmm, have recommended that restaurant. For me, though, this is a good topic, too, by the way. Best uh, fine dining restaurant in the Twin Cities, 651 mm. Your go-to, mine is uh, Meritage in St. Paul. Love Meritage. Jen and I go, we try to go two, three times a year, and it always is a 10 uh, top-notch experience. Yeah. Love it. No, I, I loved these uh, these nominees because I think two of mine are are on here: Anna Med, uh, Lat Fourteen, Guy Noy, and then uh, Christina Wynn with High High, which I think is mine. I love High High. That's that's mm. my absolute. I've never been there. What oh. kind of food? Uh, Asian-ish. Uh, they have a, a mm-hmm. Vietnamese crepe that I think is just wonderful. It's a savory wow. crepe with pork belly and shrimp. It's oh. I'm it's not lunchtime yet, but man, I'm I'm thinking about lunch at pork this point. Pork belly, man. Mm-hmm. I love pork oh, man, belly. Is it good? 
It is delicious. Okay, moving on to a – wow, we are really going left field here. Just forget oh. about that whole conversation because uh, we're, uh, we're going into uh, something that actually the CBS News usurped me with a little bit at the top of the hour. So you already heard this. Alabama is prepared to uh, – preparing – to attempt to execute an inmate once again, uh, that is, he survived a previous attempt. Uh, this time they will be trying a new method involving pure nitrogen. Uh, this inmate survived a 2022 attempt via lethal injection after struggling for hours uh, to insert an IV. They couldn't insert an IV originally. What? Uh, and, yep, so struggle for hours, they canceled it, and now they're trying this thing with nitrogen gas, which has been... Allowed by the courts, whatever. I my question for you, Adam, is why are we so eager to kill this guy? He's been on death row. He was convicted of a crime in 1989. Uh, was when he was convicted. He's been on death row for a very long time uh, for his crimes. What, even if you're, you know, very pro death penalty, why are we so eager to to kill this man with unproven methods, with things that could be horrible and painful and against the law? Why are we so eager to kill anybody? Yeah. Well, I, I, the fact that the, the, and I get it, there's still a portion of the population that agrees with the death penalty. I'm not one of them. So that's, I just don't think the death penalty is a deterrent for people to do horrible things. Uh, full stop, end of sentence. And I know there's been back and forth over the costs of putting someone to death as opposed to the costs of keeping somebody in prison for the rest of their life. You can have that debate, but it is 2024, last time I checked, and we're debating about ways to kill people. And here's a guy, again, might be a horrible human being. Uh, We tried to put him to death, and it didn't work. And so now we're going to try a new untested method. Uh, Is this insanity? Uh, Again, I'm I'm not saying let the guy out and let him live a free life. But he thought he was going to die at one point, and the, it mm-hmm. got botched. And now they're going to do it again. It's cruel and unusual punishment. I thought we were still against cruel and unusual punishment. Telling a guy you're about to die, whoops, we screwed it up. Uh, go back to death row. Uh, and then years later, whoop, we got a new method. We've never tested it before, but hopefully it works. Good luck to you. I'm sorry. This is unbelievable. Well, who are you going to test it on? Who are you going to test it on? And I, I saw like a story on this this morning, and it's, so they put a mask on him, and they said they haven't mm-hmm. even tested whether or not the mask will seal in all this nitrogen. So whether or not other people who might be exposed oh to it in the God. room would face some sort of detriment from being... It's oh insanity. Uh, it, again, a, a civilized society, I'm sorry, doesn't put people to death. I, it's, that's eye for an eye, retribution... And I, I, the bottom line is I do not see any circumstance in where a death penalty is a deterrent to anybody, a deterrent to anyone to commit a horrible act. I just don't see it. I don't think that's ever been proven. I don't see a guy about to kill, like a crime of passion, the guy's going to stop, Oh, you know, I might get put to death here. But, but the American it. legal system is not about deterrence, and you know it, Adam. No. It's about retribution. No. Yeah, right. It's, it is people believe that they deserve a retribution which comes with death. I guess. And retribution but also, for me is life behind bars. Put the, all right, let's just put the death penalty aside for a minute. Really? You couldn't get the IV in? I mean, yeah. we do open heart surgery. We do brain surgery. We do transplants in this country. 
how are you not well, figuring well, this out? That's a good. <laughs> I'm glad you raised that point, Jordana, because there's an answer for that. It's because we, the people that they've hired to be quote unquote executioners, are not. They're not equipped. They're not qualified to do what they're supposed to do because it's not oh, like there's a lot. Terrifying. There's a big market for people. I want to be an executioner when I grow up. That's why you're not getting that. And so these are substandard employees trying to do this. And again, Jeez. it adds to the cruel and unusual nature of what they're trying to do. Yep. It's a crazy story. All right, let's move on here. Number three, back to Jordana. The massive $2 billion plus lawsuit against Fox News from the company Smartmatic is being allowed to move forward per a judge's ruling. Uh, the lawsuit is seeking damages for the alleged lies told about the company's voting machines during the 2020 election on Fox News. Uh, Jordana, my question, is this moving forward a good thing and what effects could this have on the media? Yes, this is moving forward a good thing. Absolutely. There need to be consequences for lying. And if Smartmatic and their lawyers can prove that Fox Corporation, Fox News, knew about the election lies and either promoted them, allowed their hosts to talk about it, invited guests that repeated those lies, there needs to be consequences for those actions. Because you can say up and down that you are just an entertainment company, that it's not real news, that everybody who watches Fox News fully understands that this is entertainment. You're called Fox News, so then you'd have to change your name to, to Fox Entertainment. You can say all of those things, that they knew it was just people's opinions. But if you're presenting yourself as Fox News, uh, you absolutely need to have consequences for those actions. Adam and I, we can share our opinion, and everybody knows it's our opinion. We cannot present things as facts that we knowingly full well know are lies. And Fox should be culpable and hopefully will be held to account in this lawsuit. And also, you know, you speak about deterrence. I hope this will be this lawsuit, this $2.5 billion lawsuit against Fox will be a deterrent to other media, i.e. entertainment companies, that they cannot lie on the air to millions of people and expect not to be held to account. Ideally, I agree with you, but the problem is, is like, what is a what what is a, a, a knowing lie that someone tells? And it, when again, we talk about this all the time too about the differential, the difference between news reporting and punditry. And when you look, watch these channels and you listen to WCCO radio, there's a difference between the news and opinion and punditry. And if again. I, I, I 100% agree that somebody who's been defamed or even a company that has been defamed, and if you can prove it's cost you millions of dollars, it costs you your livelihood, whatever it is, there should be a path for you to have some recourse there. And the standard for proving that libel is high, and mm. I think it should be because um, I don't want to restrict free speech. But it, it, this is a tough one. It's... And I, again, I, it's different for me to come out with a. I have an opinion on something, and it turns mm -hmm. out that opinion was wrong. I'll own that. But if I knowingly totally different, I, right? If I knowingly know, come on mm -hmm. the air, and I'm trying to say something is the absolute truth that I know it is a fact, that's different. And it's it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a it's a difficult spot to be in. All right, the question you have all been waiting for, I'm sure. 
The last two northern white rhinos, Adam, left in existence are being given another chance at saving the species. This time through the science of in vitro fertilization, IVF, uh, will be given to these great beasts. Should we really be saving them is my question, Adam. Is it worth it at this point? You're down to two. Uh, do we need to be doing all of these things to save these last two creatures? Yes. We don't want beautiful creatures to disappear. If we have a chance, if we have the ability, if we have the science to save these animals, I think as a species, being the caretakers of the planet we're given, that we should absolutely put efforts into saving those animals. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, what about all the other species that have, I mean, millions of species go, or thousands of species go extinct every year. Do we really think we're going to repopulate the earth from two rhinos? And aren't their kids going to have like multiple heads because then they're going to be inbreeding with each other? Aren't there going to be problems with the species after that? Well, you're making a lot of assumptions there. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of rhino reproduction. (laughs) You don't? I was, I will say I was reading up on this and they said it can be done. It, it can it, be done with with two people. I mean, it's not guaranteed that the offspring have genetic mutations. You raise a good point, though, Jordan. It's like which animals would we choose to save, and right. which would we save? Ah, why are we not saving the the Congolese mosquito? Why are right. we not saving that one? Well, that's a bad one. That's a, that I want the, I want the dodo. I think dodo or woolly mammoth. I think those are my no, guys. I don't want the woolly mammoth why because not? that why? could come and it's eat fun. us. It wouldn't eat us. Do elephants eat us? No. How often do you hear about an elephant eating somebody? I know that's true. They're probably uh, they're probably just vegetarians, but still, I think bringing back extinct species can be dangerous. And I get the rhinos why they're trying to save them. There's two, and I'm sure hunting and what's that word? Poaching mm-hmm. has has made them more extinct. Like they are extinct because of humans. But boy. That's a lot of effort to bring back rhinos. Maybe it's rhinos' time on the planet to be done no. because they can't exist in our world. Well, maybe well, we can't selfish. exist in their world. Yes, I mean, it's, that's uh, you look at selfish. it in the other way. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> you see can't exist in our world. Well, Too bad. It's, it's always because the strongest species them. that survives. And do we want them to be the strongest species, you guys? But yes, we can't sometimes. survive without other species. Right. right. We can't be a monolithic species. That's the only thing on the planet. We absolutely rely on many of these other and species. You, so it can't just be the seen one. Humans? Have you seen humans? Right. Isn't it about time? Maybe there's somebody higher up on the food chain than us to put us in check a little bit. 
You bring want it back, to be the rhinos. Br- no, bring back the Tyrannosaurus. Bring back the dinosaurs. So we're running for our no. lives again. We're talking about cloning those, right? That's, then we got to work together thing. as a people. Okay, please call in and tell Adam that he's nuts. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll be right back. Giving away pink tickets here on the Adam and Jordana show, so stay tuned uh, for that. Yesterday we had a discussion on the air, Adam, yeah. about how businesses are really having a hard time finding employees to hire. And there were lots of people gave lots of reasons for that. I can't stop thinking about your comments because I appreciate your comments and I, I want to be thoughtful about our conversations. And I said, maybe we need to change business models. It's no longer the employer in the driver's seat. It's we really have to change to what the employees want if we want to hire and retain good employees. That being said, today I saw something where I thought I am going to submit my application to become an employee at Chipotle. Chipotle wants to hire 19,000 new workers. That is almost 30% more than last year's hiring. And when I saw this headline, I was like, how in the world? After our discussion yesterday, how in the world do they think they're going to find these people to work at Chipotle? I still have that question. But get this. Chipotle is saying they're going to give employees six free sessions with mental health professionals. They're going to match up to 4% of an employee's salary through 401k contributions if they make student loan payments. So if you're paying off your loan, <clears throat> you're going to get matching 4% in your 401k. <clears throat> They're also offering a credit card designed to help build users' credit and a personal finance platform. So they're helping people create financial security and build back financial security for themselves. And I thought, this is a great way to keep employees. Because when I look for a new job, I think to myself, okay, what's the 401k plan? What kind of security is there? Is there a pension, which is very rare? What are the benefits that they offer? How are the health benefits? And I'm talking about people that are slinging burritos. And we always say on this show that, oh, fast food isn't a lifetime job. It's not a career. It's not a career, right. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm still getting over that RSV. So I apologize for the scratchy throat, but um, maybe it's becoming that. And maybe Chipotle is realizing we can't just pay employees $15 an hour and expect them to show up for eight-hour shifts and then pitch in when things get even harder or somebody calls in sick, that they have to cater to their employees more if they want people that are going to stick around. I, the, to me, what this says, <laughs> and if it works... Bravo. I just don't, again, I'll go back to what I was saying yesterday. I just don't think those people are there right now. I just don't, and whether it's because they already are working somewhere else or are working or maybe have a couple of different smaller jobs, and that's why I think what Chipotle, I agree that I think this is innovative from Chipotle in this way because Mm -hmm. I think they are catering, they're clearly catering, to younger people, yes, they're catering to people who are part of this new generation and how they yes. work, where it's not, I'm going to find a career, uh, it's going to be something where I make a certain amount of money and this will be part of my life now for the next five, ten years, this career. Whereas younger people now are all about I don't want to career will not define me. It's not right. going to be Adam Carter radio host. 
It's going to be Adam Carter, uh, Traveler. Uh, yes. And by the way, I do this, this, and this to make that other, those other things possible. Mm-hmm. And Chipotle sees that and says, you know what? Because I, and this is such a great point, too, and I was just thinking of that, talking about this, because I do. Uh, there's a younger person in my life who is mm-hmm. 30s, mm-hmm. and he has, every time I see him, he's got a new job. Really? And he's got, and it's like sometimes those jobs are like, wow. Their jobs were conditioned to think, geez, kind of slumming it there, huh? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a great job. Well, give me an example. Well, like, okay, he's worked for, I'll just say it. Like, he's worked for pizza places. He's worked for, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. like, parks, working for a a parks department, just cleaning up Mm -hmm. trash. And it's it's not, in other words, it's not like something like where you would be, again, traditionally speaking. It's not a career, necessarily. Right, where you would go, hey, my son is a garbage collector, you know, like, Mm -hmm. or my son, Mm -hmm. you know, just has a Mm part-time job picking. But... This kid, I call him a kid, he's a young man, he's constantly traveling. He has a mm-hmm. life that I envy. Mm-hmm. It's like he is constantly on mm-hmm. the go. He's, it's for the gram. He's taking pictures in these beautiful locations. And those little jobs that he has, I call them little, they mm-hmm. fund that life. Yes. So his life is that. His life is going to these locations. His life isn't what he's doing uh, right. to get money. And yes. that is the shift in mentality, I think. And this Chipotle is right on the money here, saying that, and you know what, Jor? It's not about money. It's not about that dollar hour. Sure, of course, you need the money to do what you want to do. But it's also about the flexibility. It's about the benefits, including mental health. Bravo, by the way, to Chipotle for saying, we're giving these kids mental health to work for us. I applaud mm-hmm. that, man. Um, mm-hmm. And you can poo-poo this and saying, oh, God, these kids. But you know what? that's that's the big it's just like with anything we don't the next generation doesn't do it the same as we do it Mm -hmm. and sometimes they do it smarter than we do it and we can sit there and go geez this is not how i would have done it that's not how we do it and but and it's the same and i get it like rob called us yesterday and the chief of police he was in studios telling us this saying we we can't hire people like that we don't want people like that because we can't we can't um, we can't uh, transform our workplace so that it can accommodate these new people. You either got to be a cop all in or you can't. You can't be a part, well, you know, I'm going to do a couple hours of police work today. No, that's not how it works. Well, sure. And so that, that is a, the line of work that really can't change. But I think a lot of people, other people, if they want to succeed and want to hire people, are going to have to figure out how do I change to accommodate to those younger yeah. workers. And I push back on one small note that you said is that, yep. Young people don't, you know, they don't want that career. They don't want, you know. Th- oh, sure. Of, I mean, I, I mean, certainly I think, don't matter like everybody, but I feel like. Mm-hmm. No, but I think I think a lot of young people really do want that stability. And it, I mean, it's frightening. <clears throat> you, you know, he may be going, you know, you're, you're the young person in your life, maybe going on these vacations and, and all these things and the new jobs. But I mean, it's also a frightening existence to live at times. Many people do want that stability. They just don't want to be stabbed in the back. They they don't yeah. they want the benefits that people before us got. They want the pension. They want the you know the the uh, benefits that used to be there that just simply are not anymore um, in in these careers. So if the option is you know having a a salary job and a career without the benefits, without all of the cush that came <laughs> with it, and the reasons why people took it, or 
kind of slumming it and just doing as best as we can, well, you know, one of those options doesn't look so bad. Yeah. Charlie, I appreciate your insight so do I. on all By of the this. Way, I'm sitting here Charlie's a th- yes. yeah. I'm sitting here saying, well, what young people want or there's a young person like in the studio. With right. And, like, Charlie's like, in his thirties. Well, and Charlie <laughs> Not is even. the perfect example. So. Oh, see? Don't push me. He's past the perfect that example of it. Right. Because Charlie, aren't you don't you have multiple part time jobs? Yeah. Okay. He has that he's living this life. Yeah. It's it's you and your girlfriend, right? Yep. And and they are living this life. And David Josephson, too, was mm-hmm. living this life before they decided to have kids. You know, he and Katrina were traveling all over. David had multiple part-time jobs as a youth pastor. He was part-time at CCO before he became our full-time producer. Um, and somebody said, Charlie, some, mm-hmm. someone texted in, how is the Chipotle person supposed to retire? But I just want to comment on that, and I want your, to hear your thoughts yeah, on absolutely. retirement and saving and planning. You know, that that chipotle person you know if they're taking that job with the mental health benefits you know chipotle is offering a 401k with a four percent matching as long as they're paying off their student loans so these are people that probably went to college that are deciding against this career but they're offering that 401k so you know what Mm -hmm. if you work at chipotle for six months and you travel for two you can go work at a chipotle in another country and keep those benefits and keep adding to that 401k or come back a little bit and work six months here, wherever, then travel a little bit. I think Chipotle understands the new worker and is feeding into that mentality. And that was my point yesterday. Clearly, I was not articulating it as well as the Chipotle article did this morning. But how I think business, like Chipotle, a huge business, has to change to meet the needs of those that are willing to work. But Charlie, what would you say about that? You know, how is that 30-year-old that Adam just mentioned or the Chipotle worker, like, how are they supposed to retire? Do you think about retirement? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I would love something where I was able to put money away for retirement. I'm, I'm not right now, just flat out. I'm <clears> not <throat> able to do that. Um, and the answer is for a lot of people, they're not really thinking about that. They're not planning on it. They would. Yeah. What the, the answer not is, would I rather be traveling in my 20s and 30s and enjoying the world while I, my body is still able to fully do it or retire at, you know, 70 uh, and and golf? Yeah, golf down in, you know, Florida it, and a, a place that many young people don't think is going to exist when they're 70 anyway. Um, right. So it's. Yeah, it's it's a complex kind of mental thing where the world around the young people is already dying. They don't see that future 50 years down the road. They don't see a retirement as any kind of possibility, even in even in a good job, even in a job mm-hmm. where you're making a decent enough amount of money um, because, you know, rents are so high because living is so high. There's, they don't see that as a possibility anyway. So who cares? I might as well enjoy my life while I have it. So what are you going to do when you're 70? Are you going to continue to work? Like, is that sort of your thinking down the road? Uh, me personally, I would I would like to have a retirement plan. I just don't right now. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not something that I would like to do. So I, well, I I, I'm just not there yet. Did you just hmm. suggest that you, you don't think Florida will exist when you get to that age? I think that there's well, a lot of young ocean. people that think that yeah. uh, the climate changing is going to have a massive effect on the world around us. Yes. Yeah, it's sinking. Mm-hmm into the ocean wow. that scares the hell out of me i <laughs> yeah. better get down to florida yeah. start golfing if i want to get get a couple of rounds you in better do it now that's what paul always says he goes george wouldn't buy any oceanfront property uh, in florida anytime soon so uh, you know that charlie's listening their generation is very concerned about this and with good reason uh, by the way before we hit the break and i know we have to 
Jeff Green's rules of finance. There are two rules that have stuck with me my whole life. Pay off your credit cards every month and max out your 401k from your first paycheck. Those rules, thank you, Jeff Green. I don't know if you guys are listening down in Florida. That's where my parents are right now. Um, anybody Get out. again, Charlie wishes, <laughs> Charlie wishes he could do that. Yep. I, I mean, Charlie, I was making $20,000 a year, you know, I was, mm-hmm. and I did my best to max out my 401k. Sometimes you can't always max it out, but it has served me well and it's good advice. So thank you, Jeff Green. And I'm passing along the advice. Back after this we'll on right CCO. Ten fifty four. That's in- your Linda's construction. Sorry, George. Linda's construction no, no. time check. Uh, time to check on those windows. Go back to you, George. <laughs> no, I was just saying we're getting a lot of texts mm-hmm. on on this conversation that we're having, and I, I tongue in cheek said I'm going to apply to Chipotle because Chipotle wants to increase their labor force by twenty seven percent this next year, and that's a lot. Certainly, in light of the conversation that we had yesterday, that there are no workers that people can't keep good workers and nobody is available to hire. I thought that was ambitious for Chipotle to do. So how are they doing it? They're telling folks that they will give them um, six free mental health consultations, that they will match their 401k to 4% if they're paying off student loans, that they will help them increase their credit rating with access to financial planning and a certain credit card. And they're speaking the language of 20-somethings and even 30-somethings that may not want, you know, a career because they want to travel and they want to live life and they don't want to be chained to a desk. And I thought, hmm. They're speaking the language of slackers. (laughs) That's not true. No, they are. Like, And I would have put myself in that category at that age, like, I don't know about my credit rate. I don't know what my credit rate is. Uh, oh, it looks like it's not good. Well, get a job at Chipotle. It's funny, though, when you said <laughs> when you said Chipotle will offer people six free, and I thought you were going to say burritos a month. Burritos. <laughs> it's not a, a bad perk. I was going to say, and which is why back then when you said, Jordana, you're lying to me. I thought you said you were going to go apply for Chipotle, and I was like, that's great because I'm going to stop and see every once in a while. Get a burrito. A little, a little extra guac. Put a little extra guac in there for old AC. Yeah, they've been skimping on AC. (laughs) People are saying Amazon also gives good benefits. Education, 401K. They say it's all about preventing unions. Now, I guess that's a conversation I need to research. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, if you prevent unions by actually giving workers what they deserve, Mm -hmm. then okay. That's the point of unions. That's the point of pension. I believe the union (laughs) kept the pension around here for uh, quite a few people. You don't see that much anymore. And that was a a union doing. And of course, you know, we're getting a lot of texts. Of of course, there are young people that are planning for retirement. I'm not saying there's a monolith that no young people plan for retirement. Of course, there are. I have many friends that plan for retirement Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But I I would say, if you were to look, yeah, exactly. If you were to look at the numbers of people from each generation that had a, a. viable plan towards a real retirement uh millennials and gen z are going to be by far the lowest uh, of the groups that actually have those retirement plans going forward that does not mean everybody doesn't have one but less do full disclosure we were going to give away pink tickets right now but we are out of time so now we've really narrowed it down to the next hour you just said oh. adam what are you saying I Sorry, think his com- his computer went off. It's oh, all good. His computer went yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was saying no, Jordan. No, don't tease no, no, that. No, 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 no. Definitely no. tease that next <laughs> okay. hour. Pink so, tickets. 
Okay. Yes, that's happening. Pink tickets are happening. You have an, only an hour to suffer through the Adam and Jordana show. It's just one more hour. We will be giving away pink tickets and I'm we back. will also address. Oh, there he's back. Uh, what's happening at the city council? We're talking about that resolution on Gaza. I have friends there and colleagues there on the ground. Hopefully we'll get a live update from that next on CCO. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.